You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday afternoon, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro, who is the Deputy Chairman of Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. And David, even the BBC was covering Mr Ramaphosa's latest pronouncements on the measures to combat COVID-19. I saw him last night, and suddenly they're, they're banning booze again, which... I don't know. If you want to ban booze because it's, it does this and it does that, then ban it altogether. Put in a, a mini prohibition like they did in the States in the, in the 30s. But why keep on saying this and then saying that? I don't quite understand what I heard well, last night. No, you did. And, and the request has come from hospitals. Now, I'm not sure which hospitals because they're not specific. And one of the reasons is, is that people are getting drunk, uh, and, uh, having crashes, which I think is nothing new in South Africa. No. Now, our road deaths and the number of accidents, I think, uh, are something we're very good at and we surpass all kinds of statistics. But what happens is these people end up in hospital and they take in the beds of people who need hospitals for uh, recovery of, from COVID. So yes. they said, no, well, what we're going to do is we're going to stop you drinking. Therefore, you won't have crashes and you won't end up in in, in hospital. What it says is, sorry, you know, this is South Africa. We don't really have the police force to prevent those kind of things. You know, all around the world, uh, they have very, you know, they have, uh, very competent police forces or, uh, who stop this happening, you know, and put you in jail if you smell like liquor. But yeah, it just seems that this is a free for all. You can do what you like. The only time you do see the police is if you've got a very expensive car and they try and grab you on uh, you know, they try to grab you for drinking, uh, if there's any smell, or you might not even have it, but there's always a threat. And that they find is a bit of a game in town, or was a game in town before, before we went into lo- lo- lockdown. You know, extracting, uh, oh, you mean extracting bribes. money from bribes, yeah, from chaps who might have had a, <laughs> one glass of wine at a dinner, you know. Mm. So that, that, that was their favorite sport, but to actually stop the chaps who are motherless drunk and driving on the roads, that they don't do. Anyway, I, 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 I say this all out of frustration and anger because yes. if it was confined to just one hospital or two hospitals in Gauteng, where it seems to be, why close down the whole country? You know, mm. why must someone in Natal suffer as a result or why must someone in Cape Town or whatever it is? So there, there, there's never logic to, to the things that they do, you know, anyway. Anyway, COVID-19 cases are spiking up in South Africa from what I can see as well. Again, again, featured on the BBC, which has a very strong presence in South Africa, as does uh, uh, CNN. And although the death rate is is much lower than it is, for example, in the United States, it's still starting to get rather Mm. concerning as we go into winter. Yeah, it is. And it's spreading. Um, and, And one doesn't know how, you know, where you get it from. I was just talking to a friend of mine this morning who's, you know, just coming out of quarantine after overcoming the, uh, you know, the, the disease or the virus. Yes. And I, and I said, I said, he says, listen, I, I asked, I said, where did you pick it up? He says, I don't want to be flippant, you know, and I don't want to, he says, I don't know. He says, I could have been at the petrol station. It could have been, uh, buying, you know, going to Woolworths or something. He says he doesn't know. And I think I asked just to find out, well, how does it spread? And, uh, I think the scary part is that, uh, you know, the scary part is he has no idea. So what happens, obviously, it's being left all around the place. Mm. And I think that's what's creating or being, uh, you know, causing the, the, the spike that we have here. Plus, uh, plus, you know, people compact together. It's a way that we live here. 
we live in very tight circumstances. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm talking about um, uh, mainly the working population, and that's it, it's they get into taxis. Now what's happened, the odd thing as well, is that they've, they're allowing taxis on short journeys to go, you know, fully, uh, uh, what's the word, you know, to go not only 7%, but uh, they can fill the taxi 100%, which is, means in, in a normal high ACE or whatever they drive, um, a Suzu, you've got 20, 20, I don't know, 20 people tucked there. Right. Uh, you know, together. Of course, I mean, of course it's going to spread. It's not Even just South Africa, though. A mask. It, yeah. it's, it's not just South Africa, though, because I was in, uh, I got a train from Rotterdam to Brussels on Saturday, and the second class carriage was was pretty full of people, I have to say. And uh, somebody wanted to sit next to me, and I said, no, I'm sorry, you have to keep a one and a half meter distance. But other people were uh, sitting amongst each other. And then I went to a restaurant. The restaurant was full. I went to a bar. The bar was full, and people weren't observing it. And it seems as though it's not just Brussels or Belgium. It's also the Netherlands as well. And people have suddenly become rather complacent, maybe because it's summer. I don't know. But it seems to me there's going to be a second wave of this this thing. And I don't, I, I just don't know how, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm starting to get a little bit nervous no, no. myself as a, as a person no. who might be vulnerable to, you know, something mm. slightly you're, more serious. You only relax when there's a, when there's a vaccine. Yes. You know, that, that's the only time you really will relax. And, uh, alternatively, or if there's a cure, if you know you can take a, a drug or a pill or something like this and it'll alleviate all the symptoms, you'll get back to normal life. But we're not there yet. You know, no, we're, we're not there. Yeah, that's a negative side of, of this. You know, and 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 I think the worry is complacency. We've seen complacency in Florida and Texas and quite a number of states oh, God, around yes. the world. Mexico. Look, Mexico is uh, people go there on holiday. You know, they they live in very close proximity to each other. Number of tourists come in, so um, it, you know it's bound to spread. I don't know. Nor do I. Let's have a look at a stock exchange news service announcement yeah. today. And uh, there's two things I would say about this, and it's to, to do with TFG or Fashini buying Jet, yes, yeah, buying yeah, Jet yeah. from Edcon. Now, I like yeah. it because that's bold. That's very bold of Fashini. Mm. And they're saying, yeah. when we get out of this, this will be a good purchase. And yeah. also, yeah. it's probably they've probably got it at a decent price. I would, I yeah. wouldn't know. This is probably like a fire sale uh, for Edcon. Uh, uh, I don't know which which way do you look at it? A, a good price, a, a reckless move, a bold move. What is it? No, it's probably a bold move and a opportunist move. Mm. But it's a good company. You know, Jet I think is at the bottom end of the market. It's uh, it competes probably with. Uh, um, I'm trying to think who who it will compete with at the at the pep, pep stores. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, pep stores. So it's probably something like that. Um, Although it's, it's, you'll find it in Santon City, et cetera, good value for money. Mm. So I think if there was a gem to come out of it, uh, out of the Edgar's group, I think that's, that is it. So for, for them, it, it, you know, listen, Fashini is a very well run business. Make no error and mm. very smart people there. Um, so for them, I think they'll benefit. And, and I am, I'm sure that it was, uh, within the Edgar's group, it was the one that, you know, could easily be, um, what were resurrected? Yes. Uh, simply because of the of of where it focuses itself is more at the lower income side of things. Yes. So I, yeah, I, I would I, I would think it's pretty good, and and the markets responded that way. You know, Very the market nice. likes it. It's pushed the shares up about uh, eight nine percent. Yeah. So they think it's good. I don't know. I can't work out the pricing because uh, I haven't seen the numbers. 
then I don't know what the uh, uh, you know. I mean, you you got you got to look at the numbers and see. It'll take some time for that to work through. You know, not not the numbers that will be given to you. And I'm sure that with their input now, they can improve that quite dramatically. Do you think because they'll remember keep the, Ed, Do you think they'll keep the brand? Do you think they'll keep that brand name and just embellish it and uh, attach it up a bit? Yes, they. I, you know, I would say so because it does have a. It's got very good brand presence, but understand that. Edgars have been under a lot of financial pressure for some time and therefore couldn't, I don't think they were able to invest in the brand, you know, which allows uh, Fashini to do so. Okay, well, good luck The trouble is what, what remains, you know, what, what's, not, you know uh, what's left in Edgars um, you know, for them to sell. This was one of the big brands. So, look, it's going to alleviate and um, pay some creditors, but hell, it's so sad to see this being broken up anyway. Okay, well, good luck to them. Anyway, as you say, the share price are doing very well, seven, around about 7, 7.5% up as we pre-record this. Let's have a look now at the, the, the markets. Look at the Rand at 16.69, David. That's, yeah. a, that's a big move. I know it's the euro dollar. Uh, the dollar is under pressure again, 113.65, yeah. uh, which is about a 0.6% fall for the dollar rise for the euro, but I think more of a fall uh, for the dollar. And when I look at the dollar, I look at Trump and the debacle that is the White House at the moment falling apart. You see Anthony Fauci has, uh, yeah. hasn't, hasn't spoken, they say, that, The so-called insiders say that he hasn't spoken to the president for maybe two or three weeks now. And he's he's obviously on the way out. He's going to get sacked quite soon because the White House today has said that he's lying, essentially. He's lying about the coronavirus, about COVID-19. And I just can't quite understand. He's a scientist, Lindsay. Exactly. (laughs) He's not not a – he's a scientist. It's a scientist versus a sociopath. It's it's, it's very simple. Exactly. Hmm. You know, and they look at test tubes and they tell you what they see. Mm. They've got no other agenda. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's his only agenda. So he's not interested in, in the politics of this. He, he tells you what he sees. Mm. And yes, sometimes it could change, but understand where he is. And I think that Trump has lost interest in the pandemic. He's lost interest. He's interested in one thing, that's all. And that's seeking re-election and whatever it takes. Uh, it, it just, you know, you know, John Cleese, I, I read a tweet by him and, you know, he was just bemoaning, um, uh, the president, you know, Trump. He says, but he yeah. wasn't bemoaning, he was bemoaning the supporters. You know, he says, I think that was the most astonishing thing is that he still has 40% support. Even what, you know, even how he described him as a liar and a, a cheat and whatever adjectives he could think about. He's a lot more articulate than I am, John Cleese. But I think this is, this is the point is that he still has support and that support doesn't seem to waver. And it's surprising in this because here's a man who doesn't care. He doesn't care about America. He doesn't care about any of the values that you've always had held sacred. You know, when they, when they swear allegiance to the flag, etc. you always, you, you kind of, uh, you know, every American stands up with pride and bangs his chest. Well, now they're getting on one knee, but, <laughs> but, uh, mm-hmm. still, um, he, he doesn't stand for anything anymore like that. And I don't know. I was, it's just, um, it's I was, an astonishing situation. I was reading extracts from that book by his niece. 
uh, about uh, Donald Trump. And having having listened to listened to commentaries about the book, he doesn't care about his wife. He doesn't care about his kids. He doesn't care about his his colleagues. He doesn't care about the Republican Party. He doesn't care about the citizens of the United States of America. He cares about one thing, and that is himself. And I just wonder what his father did to him. I wonder what Fred Trump did to him that made him so. S- such a horrible derivative of a human being, such an abomination of a human being, because that's okay. what he is. He's disgusting. Yeah. It could be that he wanted to please his dad. Yeah. Could be. It could be something like that. I don't know. Mm. Whether he wanted to impress him or please him, and, and this is a way of doing it. But uh, it's a very odd situation. And that the American... You know, because um, you, whatever I read, and maybe I read the wrong magazines or newspapers or podcasts, etc. Mm. <laughs> not I can't see anything in his you know, not one person comes out in his favor and describes him as anything but uh, what we've been talking about. And yet he's got this very solid base. Unless that solid base is nothing more than a dig at the establishment. You know, and and and, and, and the establishment takes uh, a lot of forms. Um, whatever, you know, just, uh, um, who knows? I can't even start to describing, uh, describing it, but uh, it, it could be a dig at, at that side of the, you know, saying, listen, uh, you know, we can't stand the left. We can't stand this, uh, you know, even by the, yeah. the radical left, you know, mm. being pressurized into who he must choose as a vice president, that kind of pressure, the kind of pressure that, you know, we've seen unfolding now. Um, you know, I, 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 listen, you might, I, I, I hope I'm not saying the wrong, the wrong thing that's going to Say get it. me into trouble, but, but I'm saying I saw Sports Illustrated have had their first transgender person, what do you call it, uh, modeling woman software. Nice. Uh, software. <laughs> I swim again. <laughs> Got that one wrong. <laughs> yes. But I'm saying, okay. So what? <laughs> I say, okay. I'm, I'm trying to work out um, what are you getting excited about? I mean, women's does this mean that uh, uh, you know Sports Illustrated? You know, they, I mean, it was always the most popular issue it was the swimmer issue. Yes. You think the same people who bought the swimmer issue are going to buy this one now? If it's a man, I, I don't know whether she's had the operation now, so I don't know. But I'm saying, hold on a sec, you know. What, what, what's my reaction going to be? Well, I think I'm just going to pass on this one. <laughs> yeah, of course, because yeah, – and I think most people will. You, but you can't say that. You, no. you can't well, say it because well, they're, they're, doing okay. the, they're doing the right thing uh, because that, that's the populist movement of all rather yeah, – not, not so much the populist movement, but a movement. <laughs> the thing that uh, I, I don't understand about just going back to Trump before we get on to the United States stock market, which, again, is having a really good day, um, is – the, the evangelical Bible Bible touting part of the Trump base, which is which is a big part of his base. Where does it say if they're fo- I'm not a religious person, I'm not a person of faith. Where does it say in the Bible that the Christ's doctrine uh, sort of is, is mirrored by Donald Trump? Donald Trump 
isn't a religious man. He never no. goes to church. He probably no. has never even read the Bible. He doesn't understand no. it. And yet these people, he stands up in front of a church that. with a Bible, and these people follow him because they think he's a man of God. He's not a man of God. He's not a man of Christ. He doesn't know what the doctrine of Christ is. And certainly Christ's doctrine has got nothing to do with what Donald Trump does. Why do they vote for him? Yeah, I don't know. You don't know? No, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't know. To me, it, again, it's a dig at the establishment. It's a dig at this radical left, at, at the kind of things I've been talking about. And that's what I'm, you know, this is what I'm worried about, is that by pushing that, you're, you know, by pushing that agenda, mm. uh, instead of a centrist agenda, you, gain, you could lose kind of, uh, you, you know what I mean? You could you could push more people in that direction. And I'm saying, I don't, I, I listen, I'm very relaxed about issues. I'm not, it does, these things don't bother me at all. And the reason I raise them, you know, even the LGBT, you know, the sports illustrator is that mm. it does offend a certain element of, you know, of the population. And, and mm. that's the worry is that by pushing those and saying, this is great and celebrating it, you actually turn, you know, by, by literally celebrating it, you, you, you're kind of turning a lot of people away. And that's, that's my deep concern. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be an advocate in this and saying, look, um, yeah, do what you want to do. But, but sometimes by pushing it, you're actually, you're helping Trump. You know, you're, you're actually helping him. And uh, I, I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm very, I see, very yeah, nervous I understand about. your point, yeah. You, you uh, know what I mean? I'm very mm. nervous about, uh, about that side of it. And uh, what I'm nervous about is the fact that he's divided a nation and it, yes. this, this is a nation mm. in chaos, although the uh, Black Lives Matter uh, movement and the violence mm. and the uh, which was associated with it was from a few opportunists uh, has, has sort of calmed down a little bit now. I know that Donald Trump has divided the most wealthy and and still probably the greatest uh, economic power in the world. And I, yeah. I think it's a disgrace personally. Yeah. No, I know. And, and if you want emotion, you just have to talk to New Yorkers and people that you know there. There's no, you know, there's no middle ground. It's just, uh, one way or the other, you know, and, and listen, it causes, still causes a lot of fights, but I, I, I'm worried about America from that point of view because I think America is a great nation in terms of it's still a very big military, you know, it's might. It still dominates business. I mean, we're talking about companies like Amazon and Alphabet and Apple, you know, which are trillion-dollar companies. Amazing. And you can't, you can't ignore those. You can't ignore the might and the global reach of those businesses. And those are just a few. I mean, even we're looking at Tesla going up, et cetera. So within America, is this, you know, it's still a very important nation. But what I'm worried about is just how people are turning their backs on America. I, I don't think you'll ever be able to ignore them, but I, I certainly think that their image and, you know, that, that has been portrayed by Trump uh, is somewhere along the line is going to cause immense damage. And it causes to the, to the world, you know, not only to America, to the world, because there's no global leadership in any of the issues, even like the current issue that we're talking about now, the COVID issue. There's been no dominant, there's no, no, no one's taken leadership or control of this or tried to find a world solution. And I'm worried that another four years, is going to sink us, you know, even lower. I, you know, I think it's going to be a terrible four years under him. Simply, he's got no plans. You know, he's, he's got no agenda for the next four years. So it's just going to be bumble along, beat up the Mexican, beat up uh, China, beat up everybody.
you know, and then, then it's going to be eight years of him that we're going to have to try and recover from. That's those are my you know big fears as well. And yet the stock market Bye. keeps on going up, though, David. And know, there are now four trillion dollar companies. You were telling me off there. Mm. So you've got Amazon, you've got mm. Alphabet, which houses Google. Um, you've got Apple. What's the other one? One, two, three. Microsoft. Microsoft. Okay. Yeah. So four trillion dollar companies listed on yeah. the New York Stock Exchange and other yeah. exchanges as well. Isn't that astonishing? It is. Yeah, it is. And these are good businesses. Lindsay, I think business is moving away from politics. You know what I mean? I think it's saying, okay, we're going to do this on our own. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't care who's in charge. We're going to do it on our own. And, and, and that's kind of what the market's saying. Okay, we've had enough of it. We don't care. Let's just get on with it and, and run our businesses, regardless of whoever's in charge of the White House. So uh, before there was a kind of a correlation, but I think now uh, even even those companies have given up on Trump and they say, okay, you know, we'll just move our, we'll just do it our way. Uh, we don't need him. You know, I don't think there's going to be any, uh, we, we'll develop the software, we'll develop our business, whatever it is. And I think even business is starting to look that way as well. Mm. I, yeah, I, you, know, you know what I'm saying? I think that there's a disconnect now. No matter who comes in, no matter what he does, I don't think it's having any impact. So he can be outrageous. I'm talking about Trump. He can put out tweets. He can do what he likes. I think, I think the market's just ignoring it. I hope so. He needs to be ignored. Uh, David, just looking at um, a few of the winners and losers on the JSC Securities mm. Exchange today, I'm looking at Kumba Iron Ore up 10% today. It's 500, well, I, it's 508 mm, rand a share. Do you remember when mm. that share was 20, 30 rand? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not too long ago. <laughs> and now it's paying 20, 30 rand dividends and more. To, yeah, well, the iron ore price fell to below $40 a, a ton. Mm. We're now steady at $100 a ton, you know, and, the, and it's not going down. Um, copper's been strong as well. So the mining, miners are looking okay. And I think also you're getting some fairly good um, numbers coming out of China. That whole re- region, I shouldn't say only China, I think that whole region – is stabilizing, you know, there's, uh, seem to be getting back to, to, uh, economic activity. And, and, you know, that's beginning to be reflected in the, um, you know, in, in, the, in these numbers. Mm. So, yeah. On the downside to Stell, of course, uh, that's because of the, yeah. uh, the booze ban. That was down heavily, uh, but it's only down around about 3% at the moment. But, yeah. I don't know. So what do you make of all this then? We're, uh, the S&P is, <clears throat> excuse me, I think around about 3,200 and the high, all-time record high before this nonsense uh, earlier on in the year in March. March the 23rd, I think it went down to something like, I think it was 2160, 2170. It's now at yeah. 3,200, having been at yeah. 3,400 as its record high. It's only 200 points off its high. That's yeah. astonishing, isn't it? It is. It, it, it's just, look, I'm, for me, they're positive signs. Mm. Um, and I think that we'll sustain this if we get decent corporate earnings. You know, we're going into the season now. There's, and, 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 you know, uh, for me, the answer lies in the tech companies. I know that you're going to get some of the traders like, uh, for example, uh, probably Morgan Stanley or a Goldman Sachs, you know, who are not exposed to the retail market. Uh, probably they'll do okay, you know, those, those two banks simply because there have been a lot of bond issuance and there's been uh, quite a bit of trading activity taking place, you know, the kind of volatility we see in the market favours. But I think we, we will watch 
the, uh, the Walmart and the tech companies for guidance as to how things are going. You want to see, did Netflix increase their subscriber base offshore? You know, um, you're going to see the cash that they generated. So you're going to look at Microsoft. You're going to look at Amazon's going to be a big one as well. You know, <laughs> did they live up to expectations in this kind of period of building their business and so on? So I think that, that, that's where the answer is going to lie. And what do the, what do, uh, uh, the CEOs see of the future? So that could give us a little bit of an underpin. If we're disappointed there, well, I don't know. You know, I think we could come back a bit. I think that what, it's, it's, what will happen, mm. David, is we'll get the, 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 the quarterly results, which you've just um, referred to, mm. and they'll, they'll, the numbers will be horrible. They'll be 40, 50% down in, in mm. banking and certain retail earnings and so forth. Uh, but there will be a statement saying, but that was a once-off. Yeah. And now we've started re-employing people. People are starting to come back mm. into the country and all that sort of thing. I think that's what they'll say, and so the market will uh, embrace it. And uh, up we go again, probably, we unless could. there's some we, unless there's some really bad apple that we don't know about yet. Yeah, we could. You know, it's it, it's running ahead. The, the answer is in sustainability. You know, I'm very happy that that uh, I'm well placed in that. But uh, despite that, and despite my bullishness, I still, I, you know, I, I I'm not going to go to sleep. But, oh, sorry, I'm not going to go. Say, okay, let me go look next week and see what happens. I will watch this vigilantly. Mm. You know. I watch markets literally all the time, you know, just looking for signs. It's almost like driving uh, in a rainstorm. You know, you don't want to take your eyes off the road. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's that kind of market. Yes, you're making good progress, but you, you dare not take your market or, you know, your, your eyes off the road or fall asleep at the wheel. I think it's the next quarter's earnings. It's the mm. third quarter's earnings that are going to be the, the interesting yeah. ones, not the second quarter's, because uh, mm. once the world has mm. so-called opened up, Mm. Uh, has it been uh, an opening that has, has boosted profits by or, or, or mm. got business back to 40%, 60%, 80% of yeah. what it was? Uh, and yeah. the reason I say that is because when I was getting on that train that I spoke about earlier on uh, from Rotterdam to Brussels, the next platform to me was the, the train that goes from Rotterdam to Schiphol Airport and then on to Amsterdam Central. Normally, at half past nine on a Saturday morning in the middle of summer, the platform would have been packed with people all jostling yeah. to try and get a seat. There wasn't one person on the platform, David, not one traveling yeah. to Schiphol Airport, Amsterdam, yeah. one of the busiest airports in Europe, to go to mm. go somewhere. And although there are flights, mm. and those flights, they say, well, we're really yeah. busy, but there's because there's only one flight instead of ten flights. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if, it's, if we are opening that's, up. I think it's going to be very difficult. That's a, you've, you've, you've brought up another very important issue because the longer this goes on, the more vulnerable those industries will be, mm. the airline industry, the hospitality industry. Uh, and also, uh, the longer we don't get back to full, uh, not, not, you know, to full activity, the more worried those people who haven't got jobs will be, you know, those who are hoping that they're going to be reemployed again. So that's where, you know, those are the risk factors, you know, and that's why I'm saying we watch all the time for, you know, for signs that uh, sustainability will continue, that it will all, you know, that this is not going to slow down. Mm. Listen, it's, uh, for, I, I say it all the time, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled at where we are. I just, you know, it's, 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 I'm always bullish, but this has gone beyond where I thought it would be, you know, in my, 
very humble way of looking at markets and saying, okay, you know, I'll be happy if we just keep edging up. You must uh, be doing well for your clients, David, with, the, with your exposure. Have, we are. You must be doing yeah, really we well. Are. We are, but that always leaves the, you know, that always, uh, okay, <laughs> you know, do I buy more now? Mm. Or do I, do I take profits or ease back? At the moment, we continue because we've got some kind of base and I've got some kind of margin there. You know, it's always difficult. It's, it's, it's easy for older clients or clients who have been in the market for some time, I mean. But for the new clients, you've always worried, uh, am, am I being stupid by buying at these levels? You know, that's always the question. Okay, let's talk about football now just to end things, if we can. <laughs> um, I noticed Liverpool drew over the weekend. Norwich have been mm. relegated, thank goodness. Um, Liverpool drew one all. Jurgen Klopp just got a little bit too cocky uh, against Burnley. I think he, so. he, he he dropped a few players mm. and he brought in a 19-year-old yeah. his his, mm. his his debut for Liverpool and they got a bit complacent so they might not beat mm. Manchester City's uh, points record. Mm. I don't know, but again, I think the clubs oh, are, are, are adjusting adjusting again. to no crowds. That's what they're doing. Yeah. They haven't got the home advantage anymore. No, no. And also, he went up to the ref. He was going at the ref as well about a penalty that should have been given. Mm. Where I, I, funny enough, and all the pundits believed that as well, but I didn't because he, there was a, you know, he tackled the ball had been kicked away yes. cleanly from, uh, I can't remember who the Liverpool player was. And then there was a tumbling of legs, but the ball had already left the scene. Yeah. Anyway, but Klopp was very angry and I, you know, he went and I said, hold on a sec. You know, just sometimes you're such a gentleman. I like you so much. The ref didn't deserve that. You know, you lost the decision. Move on. Anyway, but I was Arsenal lost. You know, they they they, they well known. I think of all the matches that they have lost, it's always been done. Or even the draws where they've been ahead, it's always been in the 81, 81st minute, or the 83rd minute, or the 85th minute. Mm. You know? And and uh, really, they got a lot of work to done. Both teams, in fact, I think both Spurs and Arsenal. They've got a lot of work to be done in the limited time that they have for the new season. Because I, I can't see anything emerging there that's going to carry them to where a club of their size should be. I wonder if there's going to be enough money because of the lack of gate receipts yeah. for them to, mm. and the lack of shirt sales mm. and that sort of thing. Because, mm. uh, you know, you go to a match with your, your mm. nephew or your son yeah. or your yeah. grandson or something, you buy them a shirt, that sort of thing. There's none of that mm. going on. Will they have the money to, mm. uh, to buy players and to also maintain these absurd wages that these, these kids get? I'm not sure. No. Maybe this is changing no. football for the better. Um, it could be. You know what? That could be. It could allow some youngsters to come in. You know, so not such big names and that, and maybe make a, a name for themselves, but um, not not for the benefit of of, of football. You know, it's not going to benefit us, no. but it might be. I think they must be running very hard. I mean, if you look at the size of the stadium and you think of the hospitality around it, and the you know the people that work in the in in, in the uh, clubs and that, yeah, it's a worry. So it's got to change soon. That, that comes back to the point we were saying on the markets, you know, that you, I'm very concerned that if this continues for any length, you know, for any time, um, it, it's going to do lasting damage. Mm. You know, that this is, this is an industry. Broadway, 
you know, the theater, um, all of these things. Any TV show that it's, is, is mm-hmm. I mean, they're rerunning Downton Abbey on BBC at the moment because there's no, <laughs> there's no new series yeah. coming in. There's no new films coming out. It's going to be films that were in the pipeline before and there's going to be reruns and they'll have, you know, they'll, they'll have Star Wars uh, a week or something at the, yeah. at the Odeon Leicester Square instead of a new film. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, you're right. They're not making films. No, no. no. I'm, okay. already, I'm already out of it. Um, okay. You sound like a couple of okay. old so-and-sos. But anyway, <laughs> David, thank you very much for your time. That's David Shapiro from Sassoon Securities, and that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.